0: What's her? Uh, how she's? who she's attractive, if she's independent. Then uh, how she can come into your life? But even how does it work? What means that that is her? If she's independent. you? To że jest niezależna?
1: Right, well, Krishna is independent as the uh, source of everything hmm. so bhakti is his internal his nature hmm. so she's said to be independent as well. What does that mean for us oftentimes to help explain this point uh A comparison is made with other paths. For example, the path of uh, jnana or yoga. There are other other transcendental paths. Hmm? And um, comparatively, they require some qualification in order to tread them. For example, gyan uh, uh, cannot be practiced by one who doesn't have a sufficiently cleansed heart. Mm-hmm. So, for example... Welcome, Marsh. uh For example, in, in Bhagavad Gita, it's described that before one is eligible to engaging in, in, in jñāna-marga or yoga one has to perform nishkam karma, hmm? which, the result of which is the heart becomes purified. So there's some prerequisite, some qualification hmm? required. Hmm? And um, by contrast, with bhakti, there's no prerequisite, there's no qualification that one one doesn't have to be intelligent or the heart comparatively doesn't have to be, um, by contrast, doesn't have to be pure.
2: Hmm?
1: Bhakti will go anywhere, Hmm? wherever she likes. So one who can go anywhere, wherever she likes, is independent. Hmm? And she, of course, this is, the idea is that, uh, that, only bhakti then will give bhakti. Nothing else can give bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti can give mukti but mukti cannot give bhakti. That's a very simple equation. Therefore it's apparent that bhakti is, is more than, uh, than, 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 than mukti. Hmm? So it's said that Bhakti distributes herself from the heart of a a devotee and um, he or she is the bearer of bhakti and um, in Dayavim Prakriti the Mahatmanas working or moving under the influence of bhakti under the influence of the Sarupa Shakti um that person is in the world, but not of the world. he or she, that means to say, is not under the influence of cause and effect of or or karma
2: hmm?
1: bhakti is without cause means it's not something uh, within this world hmm? there's a cause there's an effect she 's independent hmm? um, so the devotee under the influence of bhakti proper, is yadriccaya. Brahmanda uh, kon uh, bhagyavan jiva, bhagya. The jiva is lucky, has a good fortune to get bhakti. Um, uh, That means sadhu sangha. Hmm? The good fortune of the jīva is to have sadhu sangha and satam prasangam mamavirya sambido bhavanti hṛtkāya hmm? But coming into that saṅga, then bhakti comes from the heart of the devotee, surfacing on the tongue and entering into your ear and going into your heart. Hmm? So we can trace it out, and we can say, "Well, bhakti comes then from sadhusanga, but sadhusanga is bhakti. <laughs> so bhakti comes from herself. Only bhakti can give bhakti. And um, as I say, she distributes herself through uh, devotees, who characteristically, when when moving in the world with some measure of external consciousness which is required really for moving in the world Hmm? and thus um, uh, exercising discrimination which is the characteristic of the of the Madhyam Adhikari. Hmm? Um, To preach one has to discriminate. Hmm? To move in the world one has to make some uh, discrimination this is the, ca- the characteristic of the intermediate stage this uttam stage it is um, it is um, uh, something for example chaitanya mahaprabhu entered into and came out of from internal consciousness to external consciousness obviously his external consciousness will be informed by his internal experience and the fact that he had the tipping scale huh, that was uh, such that a little influence of, of bhakti, a, a slight remembrance of Krishna, would tip the scale that he would go within. Hmm? This indicates that his, that he's... Of course, we're using him as an example. He's Krishna in his acharya leela, so he's acting as an acharya. Hm. So we'd say he's Uttamadhikari, but still he, ha- he comes out hmm? and then he can discriminate and, and uh, um, move in the world and, and consciously, I want to say, and systematically distribute bhakti. Hmm? Others' tipping scale will be less. The, who is actually Madhya Madhikari, will have a much higher tipping scale, what will be required to tip the scale, and he will go within in 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 trance in the highest stage, then we will see the cloud and pass out. Hmm? Do you understand? So my point is, uh, if from the intermediate stage, which by that I'm ex- way I'm explaining it, some measure of external consciousness and discrimination, hmm? this bhakti distributes herself. It's said that that intermediate um, devotee is characterized by discrimination, will seek the association of like-minded persons, will minister to the innocent, avoid the envious, and so on and so forth, uh, cultivate love of God, and so forth. So in the context of that discrimination, that characterizes such a devotee Hmm? moving under the influence of bhakti Uh, this bhakti bhakti distributes herself
2: Hmm?
1: now in a course of distributing herself then some bhakti samskar comes to the people knowingly or unknowingly they're involved in this just like if you take a seed and you put it in the ground hmm then when the plant comes above the ground, you go, oh, here, see, it's coming now, right? But still there's something that goes on underneath the ground that you can't see. The seed germinates and the roots go down and so forth. So this may be compared to unknowingly being being influenced by bhakti, and then with some knowing, being influenced by or participating in bhakti without full knowing, of what it is you're involved in or not being involved consciously to the extent that faith in bhakti's efficacy awakens in your heart and you you, you realize that this is my best prospect in life, I should do this. That we call shraddha. Hmm? That is then the formal embarking upon the path. This is what's required. Hmm? To tread the path of bhakti, then faith is required. So, if the guru sees that he or she, and with the help of others, perhaps, uh, uh, through the help of others, faith in someone has been awakened, hmm, then he or she can um, uh, give Harinam, for example. We talked about this this morning. It should not be given to the faithless. So, this is this is the price to pay. Hmm. Um, and practically speaking, the idea is you can't really do anything without faith. So, shradhayo am purusha, a person is their faith. And faith animates us because with faith in any pursuit, we can we can pursue it. If we don't have faith in it, then we'll uh, be suspended in terms of going forward in any activity for the most part. Hmm? So, uh, while faith may be required in jnana also, faith in yoga, I mean, you have to have faith that it's going to work. Hmm? You're attracted to it, the prospect, but you need something else as well. It's a given that you need faith. Faith is what animates. Suspicion leads to, in Pujapachita language, uh, suspension. It's very practical. Hmm? If we doubt, then we, we, we hesitate. Hmm? So, as much as faith animates our movement, hmm, or causes our movement, we are a, 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 a unit of our faith, so to speak. Hmm? Everybody has that, hmm? to tread any path that's required. Hmm? But with regard to bhakti, nothing else is required. Only such faith. And where does it come from? It comes from those who have faith, it's contagious, so that we associate with them. And it's uh, it's transferred to ourselves. Hmm? Then we have eligibility adhikar. So it's very um, um, it's thought to be user user friendly by comparison, hmm? and anyone can do. Um, even as I say, unconsciously, people can participate before faith. Hmm? We sometimes reason that, well, love requires some voluntary action, but bhakti comes to us <laughs> even before we agree to take part in bhakti. That's how loving bhakti is, if you will. Uh, and then we find ourselves psychologically predisposed towards bhakti and the reasoning of bhakti, the, the, the philosophical support for bhakti. And we, it makes sense to us, even though it's full of holes. Uh, inasmuch as no philosophy can actually adequately put into thought and words an experience that transcends thought and words. It's pretty good, the philosophy. <laughs> but no philosophy will be without some some lacking in terms of explaining to the satisfaction of intellect something that transcends the scope of intellect. So, for the for for the price of faith when we say for the price of faith Nityananda another is giving you name it means nothing everybody has some faith and they won't proceed along any path without faith nothing else is required hmm? she doesn't require that first the heart become cleansed and then she'll go there hmm? she's moving independently hmm? no bhakti cleanses the heart bhakti parampati loved you come hum harinoti acirena-dhira. First bhakti goes in the heart, then karma goes out. Hmm? It's not that first we cleanse the heart. How will you cleanse your heart? That's hmm?
0: what hmm? I was confused a lot. supposed to be... First we cleanse it, then she comes, or then...
1: No. First she comes. Hmm? And that is said to be her independence and strength. Hmm? She comes and cleanses the heart. Chetodarpana marjanam, this is heart cleansing, This is the first thing that bhakti does, we're taught by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with regard to his his son Kirtan. Hmm. Other process, jnana in particular, for example, requires something else you have to do to cleanse your heart. Hmm. So where does bhakti go? Why? Hmm. It is... They say in English, you just count your lucky stars, something like that. Hmm? Good fortune. Hmm? It's sadhu sangha. Hmm? This is this is good fortune. This is luck. This is this, it, because again, the sadhu is moving not under the influence of the world and bhakti and the in the bhava of bhakti that is our ideal. It's independent. It's ex- eternally existing. Hmm? Nothing can cause it. To Krishna prema Shravanadi suta udai. It's already existing.
2: Hmm?
1: It's not a product of anything that you can do. You touched by bhakti, shravanadi, hmm? and as you engage in bhakti, suta and more and more koreyay udai. She she arises. Hmm? So, she's a complete path, something like that. Hmm? because she reaches down to the lowest section of society and asks no qualification.
2: Hmm?
1: And and she um, also continues on beyond liberation, because as I said earlier, bhakti can give mukti, mukti cannot give bhakti. Hmm? So bhakti is, is uh, generous to the extreme and high to the extreme, because of its height, and post-liberated reality, beyond liberation, hmm? this is the life, brahma bhuta prasanatma na na param Beyond brahma-bhūta is bhakti, bhakti proper. So because she's so high, hmm? she can go so low. She has that kind of power. Hmm? Jnana is weak by comparison. Yoga is weak by comparison. They need the help of bhakti. Hmm? What does Krishna say in the Gita in this regard? maya metam turantite. Otherwise, mamamaya duratya. It is my maya and it is duratya. It, it is insurmountable. But mameva yei prapadyante maya metam. Taranti, taranti, you can cross over very easily if I say so, he says.
2: Hmm?
1: Bhakti is is his invitation, something like that, Hmm? to cross over very easily. If jñāna, if yoga has little influence of bhakti, they will be efficacious as paths. Hmm? In terms of uh, bringing the practitioner practitioner to the goal that they idealize, Hmm? Brahman, Paramatman, Hmm? the focus on existence, the focus on knowing. These are the preoccupations really of of jnana and yoga. And bhakti, the preoccupation is what? Knowing? No. Being? No. Loving. Hmm? Now, what is the power of love? Love has the power to turn false, into ornaments. Hmm? Mother called her blind son Padmalochan. Padmalochan means lotus-eyed. Who's blind? Hmm? Do you understand? Mother or the son? He was blind, he couldn't see. It's not a pretty thing. She said, Oh, yeah, yeah, I will name him Padmalochan. Lotus-eyes. Love is blind, but it's a kind of knowing at the same time that is, that is comprehensive, complete. This is difficult to understand. We, we identify knowing with thinking, with intellect. It's not a proper medium for, for, for comprehensive knowing. Therefore it said, tarko patishtana, and it's practical. Every argument has another argument. Even every argument I'm giving has another argument. Hmm? We agree. We win. That's our point. Hmm? You understand? If you say, oh, Swami, but there's another argument against that, I, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So the mental intellectual faculty or the physical faculty, <laughs> hmm, these are very much part of for yoga, and jnana, for example, they're more effort-based. Hmm? They are transcendental paths, but they are more effort-based. In bhakti, it's grace-based. We make effort to get grace. That's a whole different thing. If my effort is to help, help, that's my effort. I have to make the effort. <laughs> if you, I've given an example before, if you are in the forest, hmm? Here, you know, the Germans used to be here and they built these places Many maybe a hundred years ago. So some places there are some wells, deep wells. They may be covered with grass. You should be careful. If you're walking in the forest, you might fall in a well. Then how will you get out? That's right. You have to call for help. So if you call help, then I come and I throw a rope to you and I say, hold on that rope, okay? then I pull you up. When you get to the top, you don't say, wow, I really held the rope good, didn't I? <laughs> I'm a really good rope holder. <laughs> you, don't, you say, oh, you saved me, you saved me. <laughs> the, the fact that you held the rope is of no consequence. If this is how you feel when you advance in bhakti, hmm? you feel, it's nothing I've done. And you made all the effort that you could, but when you get the when grace comes, you feel like nothing I I have done is uh, warrants this type of reciprocation. Mm. It overshadows entirely the effort, and this is the effort help. That is very different than effort in yoga and jnana. There effort for, there is much effort from this side. Hmm? Our effort is not from this side. Hmm? We're offered is, is to invite from the other side, hmm? help, something like that. Hmm? Well, you recognize our inadequacies, our smallness. This is a very huge beginning because that's our reality. Hmm? So bhakti is independent, hmm? and only bhakti gives bhakti. Hmm? There's nothing you can do to augment your bhakti hmm? but do more bhakti now we do talk about that you we were talking the other day that you should be psychologically well balanced you you should attend to your psychological health like you would attend to your physical health but we look at that in terms of addressing the the needs of the sadhaka deha hmm? like I said we're not teaching that you're not the body hmm? only for the uninitiated people you're not the body (laughs) You can change that. <laughs> you get initiated, then you can be the body. That is called a sadhaka-deha. Hmm? Hmm? That is a very different, that has a very different orientation. I am not this body, you will act one way. If this is this is a, my guru-given body for, for the service of guru and gauranga, take care of it very nicely. Hmm? Gopis are decorating themselves very, very nicely. Hmm. So, with so such care they're taking to dress themselves and so forth. It seems very vain, hmm. very, very conceited and so forth. Hmm. But no. Hmm. They're thinking it belongs to Krishna. I belong to Krishna.
2: Hmm.
1: Everything for his pleasure only. Hmm. So we have to practice this. This is what a sadhaka day is for, for practicing this. Hmm? Now it's, we have, it's a work in progress. So we have some, some of our sensual preoccupation is in relation to things for the pleasure of our senses. Some of it is in relation to the pleasure of the senses of Krishna. Hmm? Gradually the balance will shift. Hmm? And as the sadhaka-deha is, is perfected, siddha daya will arise. Hmm? People want a siddha daya, but they don't want a sadhaka-deha. <laughs> they don't want to use the sadhaka-deha first. As it should. First use that. This is a gift given by the guru. Use that. Hmm? You come and say, I want a siddha He And we say, I gave you a daya. Did you use that? Hmm? You're not using that. <laughs> then you want something else. It's higher. You know, that doesn't make sense. Hmm? So we have to think what it means to be initiated. We had given initiation this morning. What it means. Hmm? Hmm. Then, then you have... Now you make some effort hmm? for grace. You make some effort. You cry. Hmm? You should cry when chanting. Why I'm not crying? This is the beginning. Mahaprabhu prayed. What did he say? He said, <clears throat> Nam nam akari bahudani disarbha shakti tatar pita niyamitaswanari nakala, e tadri shita bhakri bhagavan, mamapi, durdaivam idisham ihadini nanu raga. Nanu raga. I want Anuraga, but I have no raga. Hmm? Anurag bhajan, I want, and I have no rag. Hmm? He's crying. That is one crying. Then That's another crying. From the beginning of sadhana to the end of sadhana. In bhava-bhakti, he's, then he's crying again. That is another kind of crying. We should cry, but we don't cry like that. Hmm? Something like that. But this kind of spirit, then despite our material... Um, preoccupations, distractions, and so forth, Harinam will stay with us.
2: Hmm?
1: Mahaprabhu is showing that there's a stage when our practice is not steady hmm? and so forth, but if sincerely we take time to practice and with some feeling like this, then name will stay with us. Hmm? That's our good... Good fortune. Hmm? And we can continue to progress. So, bhakti, very generous hmm? and very efficacious, hmm? as we spoke this morning. Bhakti has the power, and nam, in particular, within the context of bhakti kirtan, to remove the prabda, to change you in the here and now completely. That's, Gyan does not have that power. That means in bhakti you will get another father and another mother. Hmm? You, you, if you use your sadhakadeha deha properly, hmm, you will get a siddh, siddh, siddha And you live in that. Hmm? And you think, Nanda Maharaj is my father. You show my is my mother. This is the general idea. Mahaprabhu says, "I Nanda patitamam Babam Budo What is he saying? He says, "I want to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj. I want to have Nanda Maharaj as my father." Do you understand? Hmm? That's what he's saying. I want to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj. I, he's, he's, I want to marry Krishna, and Krishna's father is Nanda Maharaj. I want him to be my father. Hmm? This is the general idea. Hmm? The Shodhamayi will be my mother. Hmm? This they are the mother and father of everyone in the Braj. But then everyone has mother and father too. That's another detail that will come. This is the general idea. Hmm? I'm saying this because, as I mentioned this morning, Prabhda Karma means, well, I'm born in Poland and my mother's name is Polaski. Hmm? And that's my prabda. How am I going to change that? How will I change that? Gyan says, I don't know. And the Gyan mark says, we can't change that. Hmm? That's why Bhakti is, is, the, is the full face of knowledge because where Gyan is in doubt, <laughs> in ignorance, Bhakti is cognizant and, and has answers. Do you understand? Gyanmarg runs out of answers. They say, well, we just let the Prabhda wear out then. We can't do anything about that. We can uproot the avidya that is the, that is the, that is the perpetuation of uh, the inception, the birth of my ignorance. Hmm? But that ignorance that has already accrued is now manifest. What, what can I do about that? Hmm? It's just like you say, you can't stop the cold. Once you get a cold, you got a cold. Hmm? Uh, so gyan runs out of answers bhakti has answers where gyan runs out of answers that's why we, why we say bhakti is the full face of knowledge raja vidya and raja hmm? that bhakti is the highest knowledge that is a secret hmm? if you love someone they will tell you all their secrets is it true? You have some experience on some level. If you love someone, you find everything about them. They tell you hmm? automatically. Hmm? So Bhagdi is the end of knowledge. This is the teaching, Gita, Bhagavatam. This is, this is a full face of knowledge. Hmm? For it has the answer to the question: How will we, What will we do with the parabda karma? That's a that's a, a particular manifestation of ignorance. In Gan Marg, the Jivan Mukta has to sit and wait and witness and watch, as the Parabdha expires, hmm? and not participate in it to plug back in and so forth. Hmm? In Bhakti Marg, then, at, at the time of Bhava, then this this karmic influence this is completely removed. Hmm? And this is what it means, Mahatmanastu Mampartha Daivim Prakriti mashrita, Daivim Prakriti mashrita. The Mahatma is moving under a different influence. Hmm? And under that influence, then, hmm, one gets a different father, different mother. Hmm? And living in that reality, in that identity... hmm? So Bhakti, Bhakti can remove even the prarabdha, That's very powerful uh, statement. It's very hard to believe. <laughs> it's, it, you, it, it, you, if you want to think about it, it's hard. but that's what, where Shastra comes to help us also. There are things that uh, transcend reason, and that's good.
2: Hmm?
1: Yeah, this is shraddha. Mm-hmm. And with faith, shraddha, Shastriya Shraddha. It's not just some abstract faith, but faith in the effic- efficacy of bhakti, as bhakti has been explained, explained herself, for example, in Bhagavata. mm-hmm. Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam. So she's very powerful, independent. Mm-hmm. Nothing can give bhakti, but bhakti can give bhakti. Mm-hmm. So, sabai samparo dharma yato bhakti rok sije. Aituki apati hata, yayatmasam prasiddhatee. Aituki apati hata. Nothing only nothing else can give bhakti. Only bhakti, and nothing can stop bhakti. Hmm? Especially bhakti proper. That will be, be that will be. If you if you try to put some obstacle, if a young girl. Falls in love with a young boy, and the father and mother say he is not a good boy that 's not good you shouldn 't go there you cannot you cannot meet him. that will only inflame her <laughs> in desire increase her desire hmm? you understand a bhakti 's like that
3: <laughs>
1: You got a question Hello.
0: Yeah, I would like to ask you because we know that in the material realm it is the field of Mahamaya and in the spiritual realm it's the field of Yogamaya. Is there some Maya-free place? (laughs) (laughs) Space or whatever?
1: Yeah. It's called no man's land. That's the English term. No man's land. Hmm? Maya-free... Do you want to go there? We have to talk about it first, right? Is it to test the you are to test the shakti. It is uh, something like this In, in Brahman, hmm, we don 't find the Shakti of Bhagwan is manifested that 's why Brahman is still. Hmm? Brahman is everywhere. If you 're everywhere, you cannot move, right? Where can you go? you 're already everywhere. So, Brahman is still. The stillness of Brahman is is still its dynamic. Hmm? Because the movement in this world, under the influence of Maya Shakti, is only an appearance of movement. Hmm? It's like trying to go up the down escalator. Escalator is going down, and you're trying to go up, and you're making movement, but you're not going up. Hmm? That is maya shakti. Under the maya shakti there is movement and appearance of movement. Hmm? I mean there's no progressive movement. Maybe there's movement backwards. Hmm? Also, maya shakti cannot influence the tathasta shakti. In other words, it cannot touch the Tatasta shakti. Untouchable mm-hmm. by Maya Shakti, you're untouchable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's good news. Yeah, it means you cannot be transformed by Maya Shakti. You're always independent of Maya Shakti. Mm-hmm. It's not that Maya comes and changes your constitution. There's an appearance of transformation. The body undergoes transformation. You've identified with it, but you don't transform. You're the witness. Hmm? You're still Satchidananda, Anu. Hmm? That doesn't change. change. That we, are, we are untouchable
0: also through yoga
1: No, that's you're the touchable. point. That you're touchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. You want that touch? That is. That is. That. That is. The touch of love. So, jiva cannot be transformed by maya shakti, but by by bhakti, Swarup shakti. You call it yoga maya. Same idea. Hmm? By that shakti, by bhakti, then you can be touched, and you can be you can undergo some kind of transformation. Transformation, like the transformation of love. So, for example. You are a person. You say if you are a young lady or a young man, hmm? and then you fall in love. Are you a different person when you fall in love? Or are you the same person? Yeah,
0: we are falling in love person.
1: <laughs> but you're the same person, but you're a different person, but you're the same person, but you're a different person. He's different, but he's the same but he's different, <laughs> something like that. So this is the influence of bhakti. By the influence of bhakti, we are a unit of ananda. Ananda means love, sacchit ananda. Hmm? So because we have are a unit of ananda, we have some capacity for loving. Hmm? But without an object to repose our love in, then the love is very limited. Hmm? Bhakti Ananda is different than the, the Jeevananda, because Jeevananda has no object to repose its love in; it's a self-love. Sukhananda, Sukhananda, Atmananda, the love of the self, hmm? love of Bhagwan. This is a consciousness other object coming before us that we can repose our loving capacity in. So, bhakti is about falling in love with Bhagwan. You're the same jiva, but, but you're not. Hmm? You now have something that you would, could not have otherwise, hmm? a relationship with Krishna. Hmm? In between Maya Shakti and the influence of bhakti, hmm? Swarup Shakti, there is Brahman, just like Brahman is still, because the, the Maya is not manifest. Maya is animating, in one sense. We are the witness. We turn on the material nature, and then it moves. Prakriti Kriyamanani Gunai Karmani Sarvasa. The brain is doing everything. You are only witnessing. But you think you are a brain. But you're not. Hmm. So to come under the influence of bhakti means to fall in love with Bhagwan. Who is Bhagwan? Bhagwan is Brahman, Parabrahman. What is the difference between Parabrahman and Brahman? Bhakti is the difference. Because Brahman is everywhere, it cannot move. Krishna is param Brahman, and he's moving. How can one who is everywhere move? We said it was impossible, hmm? but we also saying this is what's happening. This is what Leela is. He who is everywhere is moving. What is the, What? 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 What to? Th- what to? What to think from that? We should think: What is the power of Bhakti? That is the impossible. you understand? If you're everywhere, you can't move. But who? He who is everywhere is moving how is that possible by bhakti we should have faith in bhakti the efficacy of bhakti hmm? what is its power power to overwhelm the godhead make brahman dance he's everywhere he's still it's a dynamic stillness as i was saying in relation to the movement of material life which is it's 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 it's, it's not dynamic it's static hmm? Movement in material life—you're not going anywhere. Hmm? It looks like you're going somewhere. Just like if you borrow money from the bank, do you have more money? If today you have no money, and I let, and the bank lends you hundred thousand, what? Then do you have more money? Are you well? Are you are you better off? Do you have more money? If the bank lends you money, do you have more money? No is the small fine print, right? The fine print is no. The fine print is you borrow this much, here is your 100,000 then, and then the fine print is and you owe 500,000. Hmm? So this is the movement within Maya. It's, 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 there's an appearance of dynamic and progressive movement but actually it's, it's static at best if not going backwards, in negative numbers. You wanted to know, is there a place without maya? Hmm? So, if you come to Brahman, hmm, there's no maya. There's no, there's no maya shakti, and there's no yoga maya. Hmm? And there's no movement. It's dynamic, in comparison to material life. Hmm? Material life is an appearance of movement, hmm? And variety, which is said in English to be the spice of life, and Brahman is the absence of 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 movement and variety, hmm? but it's it's dynamic because because there's there, there's fullness, completeness, lends to stillness. Do hmm? you understand me? If I'm empty, then I've got to move to get thing to get filled up. Hmm? if i If I have needs, then I have to move. if I have no want if i 'm full, then I can be still so that stillness is is a dynamic stillness, and the movement is really static it 's really empty hmm? uh, so beyond the Dynamic stillness of Brahman that constitutes the fullness that requires no movement is a movement out of fullness, not out of emptiness. There may be a movement as a result of fullness, like dancing, Hmm? like celebrating, I'm full, I'm so full. Hmm? That is called lila. Hmm? That's, one already, right? That's lila, yes. Hmm? Hmm. That's lila. And the, and that which which facilitates that kind of movement, that is called Yoga maya. That is called lila maya. Lila shakti. That is called bhakti. So yeah, there is a place where there is no no maya. Hmm? But you don't want to go there. You can go. If you want to go, we can send there. Can I
0: have a
1: No. Well, yeah, you you can. Well, blind decision. No, you can think about it. I've just explained it to you. You can make your choice. Hmm? Do you want to sit still, or do do you want peace, or do you want love? Let me ask you like this: Would you you, would you would it be preferable to love to exist? Now you have an existence. Do you love your existence? Eh, You're trying to make it better. Hmm? add some things, subtract some things. So you're not totally in love with your present existence. After all, it, 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 it appears that at some point you may not exist. You're under the threat of non-existence, so it's a little uncomfortable. There's a fear. You have to work, you have to provide, and otherwise you may vanish. So it's a, it's a struggle for existence, as Charles Darwin said. Hmm? We're involved in a struggle Your present existence is a struggle. Hmm? So that's not very pleasant. Now, it's possible that you could exist without any struggle. Hmm? That would be nice. No struggle. You'd have to be still. It would be like, ah, like this. No struggle. It's over. And tears will come to your eyes. It's over. It's over. And it's just a huge rest and relief Hmm? sound attractive in that condition you will not be taking karma means to take and that's why we struggle because we've taken well we owe so we're struggling with that so if you stop taking then that is not giving but it's part of giving right if you're a giver then you don't take but you could stop taking and kind of half give. Hmm? Stop taking. Then no one is going to chase you. Hmm? Then you come to Brahman. Then you feel peaceful. You feel great great relief. Hmm? And and so in this condition you are loving to exist. You're loving it. Hmm? There's no struggle. I'm loving to exist. I am. Hmm? And it's bringing me great joy. That's what I mean by love. I'm loving this. I I am. I be. And there's no struggle. Hmm? There's no struggle. I don't have to do anything. Wouldn't you like that? You don't have to do anything? (laughs) Sound good, huh? Be careful. (laughs) You don't have to do anything. Don't think like that. Hmm? <laughs> now and now now, now 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 that is one thing so some people they love to exist hmm? that is what a gyanmarg is about they love to exist and so in in brahman what the prominent feature is is i exist sat sat i exist and i know what is what is ignorance? I'm not participating in that anymore, hmm. and and I love it. I, I I'm loving to exist. I, that so, in this place, people love to exist. Now in bhakti, hmm, in Golok, it, it's changed. People don't love to exist there. People exist to love there. Hmm you understand the difference they exist to love that in that place existence is questionable or so it appears knowledge is, appears lacking as well krishna does not know that he's god hmm? some ignorance krishna does, krishna questions his existence hmm? My name is Rasaraj, he says. But I, I find in her, in Radhika, a taste that I have no experience of. Am I Rasaraj? Hmm? He, see, he has, has this kind of doubt. He has existential crisis. Hmm? This is God. Existential crisis and some kind of ignorance. Hmm? But loving is very big. Hmm? And this is the result of loving. Hmm? In loving, you don't care about your existence and you don't care to know anything. If you love, then you can be happy anywhere. Hmm? I said the other day, I could put you in, put you in the Sahara Desert. You can own the whole desert. I could send you to the moon. You can have the moon. And you go, okay, I'm in the, I own the moon. I'm going to live there. But nobody else can go there with you. You've got a big space. You can walk around and look at the earth and so forth, but hmm, there's nobody else there. Hmm? Now, if I can put you with one person that you love completely, then where will I put you? You say, I don't care. It doesn't matter where I am. Hmm? So you can live under a tree. Hmm? And who cares what else is going on? In the monastery, we say, in the beginning, the monks think, hmm, they think, they have a doubt, of what relevance is my life to the world? And after time, they think, huh, of what relevance is the world to my life? Hmm? I don't need to know everything that's going on in the world or anything. Hmm? Hmm? is just... Talking heads, as they say. Just talking heads. Hmm? It make no more sense than this sound. Hmm? That's all. It had no meaning. Hmm? Even philosophy. Sadhana. Does have meaning? Sadhana. Hmm? It can acquaint you with truth, with meaning, purpose, because it can acquaint you with yourself. You are a unit of meaning and value. The objective world has no meaning. You can talk about it all your life. It has no meaning. Only the meaning that you posit on it, only the meaning that you attribute to it, only the value that you give it, you are the value. Hmm? And only sadhana will acquaint us with that. Sadhana and kripa, and sa- to do sadhana. You have to have kripa, mercy. Hmm. Then we become acquainted with real value, and real value comes to know that I am a unit of eternity of existence. I exist. I'm not a biological creature. Hmm? I exist independent of biology. Consciousness is not dependent on biology. Consciousness is a unit of first-person experiential reality. Hmm? First-person. Private, even, experiential reality. Your experience. Hmm? You exist and you experience. You're a unit of experiential existence. Experience cannot come out of non-experience. Just like existence cannot come out of non-existence. So there's non-experiencing reality... And then there's experiencing reality. You understand me? If you take a pool ball, you know a billiard ball? You know the game of pool? Okay. You take those balls and you hit them on the table with a stick, right? Hmm? Do you think that one day when you hit the stick, the ball will say, could you use a little chalk? <laughs> you don't think that will happen, do you? Hmm? Would we'll say, could you put me in the other hole over there? We never expect those balls to start experiencing hmm? the game. Hmm? To them, it's not even a game. We don't. We we laugh at that. Well, we, we should, this, this, this the, the The ingredients of the brain hmm, are made up of the same thing that, that billiard balls are made up of. Exact same thing. Hmm? why should we think that experience will come out of that hmm? experience does not come out of non-experience now matter hmm? the non-experiencing reality we know is 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 governed by in a broad sense time and space hmm? we see material forms they have a space and they have a time hmm? so there's a past and there's a, and there's and there's a future hmm? They're here today, and the future is they're gone tomorrow. Hmm? If, if we are a unit of experiential reality that can't come out of non-experiencing reality or existence, then it's, it, arguably we are not under the influence of time and space. Hmm? That means there was never a time that you did not exist, nor will you ever cease to be. You might have heard that before. Right? Yeah. So That means the, 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 you are not a biological entity. Consciousness does not have a biological makeup. The biology and matter can give some shape to consciousness. That's possible. Hmm? In other words, the, the extent to which it will express itself, hmm, that may be regulated by, by, by matter in this world. Just like if I have a um if I ride on a um Volkswagen and you ride in a um Porsche They're both cars, right? Hmm? But you will be able to go very fast when you step on the pedal all the way. When I step on the pedal, I will be in the in in the dust that you leave behind. Hmm? They're both cars. But they're different. The vehicle is different, so the extent to which speed can be expressed, and I can express myself, I want to go fast, will be shaped by the car. Hmm? So we find ourselves in different vehicles, and it gives some shape, or to the express, to the expression of, of ourselves. Hmm? Birds fly in the sky, and fish go to the bottom of the ocean. Hmm? Right. So consciousness is expressing itself in a particular way in the, those vehicles. In human life, we want to fly in the sky and we want to go to the bottom of the ocean and everywhere else. Birds don't want to go to the bottom of the ocean and the fish at the bottom of the ocean don't want to fly. But we do. Why do we want to fly? Why do we want to go to the bottom of the ocean? Why, don't, why do we want to do everything? We no. Yes. But why? Hmm? We, we adventure means you have some spirit of of will of freedom hmm? you feel you feel that you you should be free hmm? you that means you feel you have will hmm? that and you do and the fact that you are a unit of will and consciousness is coming to the surface in human life therefore we want to do we want to be what we are it's coming to the surface hmm? But of course, we go about it in the wrong way, we're we we we, we, we we're, we're still identified with matter, with our animality, hmm? and so some are, there are some restrictions, it appears, on us, but we want to go beyond them. What's happening is that the self that can fly in the sky and go to the bottom of the ocean, it cannot be withered by the wind or moistened by the ground by the water or burnt by the fire, hmm? it wants to experience itself, it wants to come out. Hmm? Spiritual life is for that, for bringing us out. Hmm? we coming out. And coming out means loving. Adventure means loving. Doing something voluntarily. That means loving. Humans can do something voluntarily. If you have some dogs and you invite them to come eat. Are they going to say, well, Fido, you go first. No, You you eat first. They won't do that. Right? Because... They're too much overwhelmed by their present vehicle, and their 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 self, their their their, their unit of consciousness, is being shaped by the vehicle. Hmm? Human life is very special shape. It's a very special time to live, to live in human time. Hmm? So much opportunity is there for us. So much potential. The self is coming out. Hmm? We're beginning to to experience it hmm? now. This bhakti is for honing that. Hmm? And the unit of love that it is, giving it its full potential. Mm -hmm. And so, maya shakti can't transform you, can't change you, can't touch you. Mm -hmm. It's like a virtual reality you've identified with. Mm -hmm. Bhakti, yeah, it can kind of transform you. (laughs) Just like a person gets transformed by love. They're the same person but they're they are more hmm? <coughs> at the same time. This is very special. Hmm? This Maya Shakti, this, this Swarup Shakti, this Yogamaya. this is very special. So you choose. Now, you said, can I get a little glimpse of each? I'm giving you a glimpse of each. Hmm? You want to go where there's no Maya, or do you want to go where there's, there's Yoga Maya? Do you want to love to exist, or do you want to exist to love? When you exist to love, the beautiful thing about existing to love, in Golok, for example, I said, the knowledge becomes minimized, the chit, the sat becomes minimized, the love becomes magnified, but at the same time, a loving existence is the best existence. And the knowing that is present in loving is the full face of knowing. So it looks like, in Golok, in Brajlila that Sat and Chit are minimized, Ananda is magnified. It is, but it is the best Sat, the best Chit. We call it Sandini, Sambit, and that Ananda is Haladini. Mm-hmm. Yes? So which one? I have a plea. You have a plea? Yeah. Okay. Maharaj, yeah. can you give me the chance to
0: get a glimpse of the realm of? Rasaraj, uh,
1: this round of Shuddha Rajas and Shuddha Tamas, and then I'll make my choice after. <laughs> Please. You don't have uh, the intelligence to, to if I describe it to you, to decide which would be better? I would like a glimpse. You, you would like a glimpse? Yeah. Hmm. But I'm asking, right now, I'm that's okay, but I'm asking you about your intelligence. I'm asking, I'm trying to engage your intelligence in bhakti. Hmm? Are you unwilling to engage your intelligence in bhakti? I say to you, if you want a glimpse, then you engage your intelligence accordingly. If you engage, you, you, you cannot have glimpse without engaging yourself. Hmm? So which, which, what do you think it out? You don't want to use your intelligence? The adventurous
0: aspect looks better, but I'm wondering at the same time, where do those souls which are at Brahman realization derive their complete satisfaction from? Because it is said that they have complete satisfaction. Yeah, they do. Where, where do they derive it from?
1: From Brahman. Brahman is God.
0: But their soul is not adventurous as well as all the other souls are?
1: As, uh, what happens
0: with their adventurous spirit? No.
1: it's a It's a dynamic stillness.
2: Hmm?
1: we don't recommend it <laughs> we don't recommend it hmm? we don't feel that the full capacity of their the full potential of their ananda will be realized hmm? but it is, it is very much um, um, unlimited in comparison to any material happiness but, yeah, I can give you a taste if you, if, if you want. It'll take some time, though. <laughs> you have to apply yourself. You have to do a few things for a few years. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that I will tell you later. <laughs> what else? Yes.
3: I wanted to ask about preaching. As you said that it's usually the intermediate devotees or superior devotees who uh, descending to that level, but as neophytes, we're also sometimes encouraged to preach or at least write about our realizations, and I was left wondering if that's more for our own, uh, for the purpose of our own purification, or do we actually as neophytes have the power to to give any bhakti to anyone or any mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yes, in, in many respects... This is uh, an engagement to, 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 for your benefit. And we should think like that. Hmm? You should think, let me try to if I uh, share this bhakti and maybe I can find someone who can help me hmm? to advance in bhakti. Because there are devotees in all types of conditions. Like I was telling the story the other day that I was once in a, a temple of my guru Maharaj's institution many years ago and the devotees came back from Sankirtan and into the lobby and they said, Mars this crazy guy followed us back here to the temple. And so I said, Well bring him in. So he came in and then I went and embraced him. And they said, Why Mars embracing that crazy guy who followed us back to the temple? And so I took him to my room and then um, within a week he was the leader of the Sankirtan party. Because hmm? he was my god brother. <laughs> he had become distracted and for years and so forth. And, and So you never know who you'll find out there. So we, we go out there for our own purification. Hmm? This is the idea. Hmm? Preaching for our own purification, for our own uh, benefit. And others will be benefited as much as you think like that. Hmm? If you think like that, for my benefit, then there will be some benefit for others also. Mm -hmm. And as well as we can accurately represent and feeling, you know, something will be shared. hmm? You can turn people's heads. It will be more difficult to turn their hearts, but to some extent. hmm? You have some bhakti. You all have some love for Krishna, so you can share it. According to the measure that you have, then, you share you're here for uh, you know you come distance all this way I refer to in hopes I'm sorry to disappoint you, but hopes to find some some bhakti some more love for krishna so you're you have some love you share it love wants to share itself that's very natural love wants to share itself it also finds out that he like, can't share it with everybody so the the way it it moves is that we have a surge for outreach, and then we have a surge for closing the door, like I said the other night, and do some bud <laughs> something like that. You can, uh, share it, and then I think, can they understand or you think I'd better just go to myself for a while so uh, you, you love wants to share itself, and love realizes oh i can 't share myself with everybody, so this back and forth. Hmm? So you go out and you share, and then you come back, and, and you come in the beginning. You come back, and I tried to share bhakti, but you know they had these arguments <laughs> that I couldn't answer. And so then you come back and you try to look them up and find out what the answer is, and so forth. Mm, it will be very much help you. What else? Yes.
3: But when you say that the jiva is the unit of will, is that the same thing as saying that the jiva has
1: yeah, a it's a doer. It's yeah, it has agency. Yeah, yeah, it has agency. Yes, sham. I was just trying to hear. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. agency. Kriya. Hmm.
2: Uh, sometimes the body is suffering, or they have some problems. Mm and uh, I'm sorry Thakur in one explanation he is he is saying that there are two reasons why, it, why devotees are uh, suffering uh, Why? Uh, one is, is that this is this is because of, of, of the offenses and second thing is uh, Krishna's arrangement hmm. because they are not uh, they have no influence of karma but uh, still until, until the bhava bha- we also experiences pravtra-karma or karma in different stages. So, sometimes devotees are confused uh, what they are experiencing, uh, the, what is the cause of the, su- the suffering. Is this Krishna's arrangement, or this is karma or this is offenses? So, there are some symptoms by, by which we can recognize what is the, the, the reason and, and rectify or something like that.
1: hmm In either case, the solution is is to engage in bhakti. (laughs) So, in one sense, it's it's not so uh, important. But at the same time, I think that um, it's fair to say that if your situation is a result of offenses, there will be a lack of taste for bhakti hmm? because it is against bhakti. hmm? You've done something against bhakti if your situation is arranged by krishna krishna may even give take away your parabda and give you different parabda hmm? that's right he may, how that happens is difficult to understand but he may take the devotees parabda hmm, away and give his bad parabda to someone who doesn't like him hmm? yeah. and take the good parabda of someone else and give that hmm, and that—that that is what it means that Krishna arranges the karma. Hmm? He's giving some other parabdha. Hmm? but it's his arrangement. We call that shobana karma, hmm? just like Bard Maharaj. Okay. Now, is Bard Maharaj's situation—he became a deer in next life—is it a result of offense, or is it uh, Krishna's arrangement? Hmm? He was in bhav bhakti. Hmm? So, if we study the. The, the commentators uh, on Bhagavatam we find no this is this that Krishna arranged that. Mm. We call that Shobhana karma That's beautiful. It's Krishna's arrangement. Mm. And and as a deer he could hear Srimad Bhagavatam, right? He would go deers have very good ears, it's said. Mm-hmm. The deer is known for being able to hear very acutely. Mm. And so he could, in that body, he could hear bhagavatam better than he could in a human body even. <laughs> and so he would go, and wherever the sages were reciting the Bhagavatam, he would listen. Even from a distance, he could hear his idea. Hmm? So this is shobhana karma. And this this is taking him the final... What What Krishna will do to, to help you go the full distance, you have to be prepared for anything. Hmm? This is the point you have to be prepared for anything hmm? you 're just a servant, so whatever situation he puts you in your situation doesn 't change so Bartimaeus became a deer, hmm? he heard by with him, but if it had been a because of offense, then hmm, then arguably he would not have taste for hearing, or it would be limited so um, so there 's a strong emphasis in in the, in Bhakti Marg, in the siddhanta of Bhakti Marg, as to the Bhakti's efficacy for removing karma, it's a strong emphasis. It's, it's difficult um, to for many people to digest. Hmm. Uh, strong emphasis that, it, that the removal of karma, even it said first the parabdha is removed, hmm. and then the aparubda is removed. It's like, wait a minute, that's almost backwards. Hmm? Because the upper has not manifest, that would be easier to remove before it's already blooming and blossoming. Hmm? But first the parabdha, but but it's also been explained by Sanatana Gosami that, well, it means the, the bad parabdha is removed. Enough parabdha is removed. And this is the statement of the Bhagavatam. But enough parabdha is re- removed that he or she can participate hmm? In for example, Vedic rituals, which requires a certain parabda hmm? not all the parabdha is removed right away hmm? but a anu- but certain amount is removed, and then the backlog of aparabdha is removed hmm? this is all going on hmm? <coughs> unseen and and but then offense that that takes longer, and that it may manifest as Vishwanachoqua says in, in different ways, but the primary way very we primary way in which it manifests is the inability to, to be absorbed in bhakti. Hmm? But as I say, the solution in other case is to, is to get sadhu sangha and, and do bhakti. Hmm? What else? Another question? Yes. Since you said that the material reality is a distorted reflection of the spiritual reality, could you please
0: tell us Something
1: that should be also Shuddha Rajas and
0: Shuddha Tamas. Should be what? Shuddha Rajas and Shuddha Tamas. So.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, um, as you say, ignorance is, is bliss, so there's a kind of Tamas in Goloka. Hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there's much, and Rajas is characterized by by longing, hmm? And Rajabhakti is full of longing. It's characterized by longing. Problem is where you get the sattva. You can go low. So, because, uh, of course, it's also said that knowledge is, is a symptom of happiness, but obviously the whole play of, of Leela is, it, it's not like somebody asked me, Once, this is, forgive me, but somebody asked me this, I repeat it to you. He said, Marsh, is there any, I mean, he said, real sex life in Goloka, you know, real sex life. So I said to him, no, you don't understand, there's no real sex life here. You have to think of it like that. Okay, what is the time? Yes, I'm here. Uh,
0: is, uh, I was reading today Pagaval Gita 16th chapter and uh, this one verse uh, who is explained that demoniac, uh, there is some kind of demoniac uh, people uh, who are fall down to the hellish planets, to hellish situation and it's uh, no chance to get off of the situation. And in the purport, Prabhupada uh, said that uh, uh, the only chance is to have association of advanced devotees. Uh, but uh, as you said today, uh, during the lecture, that the intermediate devotees are avoided in the sinful persons. Mm-hmm. So
1: Problem. is there a chance for
3: these
0: people?
1: Problem. There's a chance. Because they will become more and more demonic, right? They will go, Krishna says, they go down and I keep sending them down and down and down. If devotees avoid them, they'll become more and more demonic. Hmm? And so if you go to the right, you know, too far, you you end up on this side, right? Something like that. Hmm? If you go west, 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 you'll be coming east at some point, Hmm? So that's why we have demons in Krishna leela. They have to be big demons. Hmm? They're demons. Yeah, they, 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 they become. <laughs> they're very special. They're very bad. <laughs> that's why they're there. And so Krishna delivers them. Then hmm? that way, yeah. You become. You have to become a kāṁsā. There's compses in every every universe and every leela, jarasandhas and so forth. Hmm? They are demons. They get entrance there. By that way Krishna kills them, then they go. there's no other way. Hmm? Generally Krishna's as we said, these Kripa Shakti is manifested as his devotees. So if they avoid you, then big problem. Hmm? Something like that. There's hope. But also we have to realize there are unlimited jivas. That's a big problem. You want everyone to be delivered, but there's unlimited, so
0: Somebody, uh,
1: you know, some solution to be a
0: uh, demon. <laughs> you can try it. <laughs> <laughs> and be <close> to
1: <laughs> Yes, but very difficult in that situation to attain brajbhakti. Hmm? Krishna kills so many demons. He gives Sarupya, Salokya, He gives sahyuja. Hmm? But to get braj bhakti, that very difficult. Putana got something special. Putana hmm? got some some kind of vatsalya but not necessarily in braj hmm? There's a special way to enter the braj leela. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was teaching that. Hmm? You can't go there any other way. Even Lakshmi couldn't go there. Hmm? Lakshmi tried to go there by austerities and and so forth. And Krishna said, Lakshmi, what are you doing here? Fasting. Where are your jewels and your bracelets and everything? You're living here like an ascetic and fancy, eating roots? I mean, Lakshmi, you know, she eats nice things, cook with ghee. Hmm? What are you doing? She said, I want to enter the rasa dance. He said, oh, you can't do it like that. That's not possible. How will I do that? She said, well, you ha-, he said, you have, to, you have to give up your husband first. <laughs> she said, what? He said, I can't. That's impossible. Hmm? That's my stai hmm? I cannot get so it was impossible. There's a special way, hmm. so you might want to take some shortcut, but you should t- t- consider hmm. you will not end up in in, in becoming a ragatmika. Hmm. Cham, Question.
3: I was just wondering if you could speak a little bit more about the, when you mentioned that I was thinking of this Ahabakiam verse Yeah. and why. Krishna gave a special position of uh, like a mother to Putana, uh, though she tried to offer him poison. But like, let's say, um, I don't know, uh, Arista store he didn't take that like a massage. Like when Brigamuni tried to kick him uh, Narayan in the chest, he was like, "Oh, that he was you know." Mm-hmm. And so, but he didn't give them a similar position. He just gave them liberation. But she was a special position. Is this only because of that she showed some kind of uh, let's say, calm or lust towards Ram in previous birth? Is that the
2: only reason?
1: There's a couple of things about Putana. One thing is Krishna was an infant at that time. Hmm? So as an infant, he's a, a young boy, you reason and so forth and you make the... But as an infant, then you very much thrive on, on love or any semblance of love.
2: Hmm? You
1: can, yeah, so if somebody tries to love, if you. It's a little child, and some guy comes up and wants to, and she just goes, oh, okay. And then somebody will kidnap the children like this. Hmm? It's a terrible thing. So, in his infancy, then, the idea is in the context of Leela. He couldn't reason otherwise. Hmm? Other thing is that, unlike other demons in Leela, um, she dressed like a devotee. Hmm? So she dressed like a devotee, so if even you dress like a devotee, then, then Krishna becomes attracted to you. This is the idea. Hmm? Does that help? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: What is different between
3: prabhamma and sharana in bhagavad Gita in the second chapter, when uh,
2: Arjuna says to Krishna that he after his why he is not fighting. He said that I am surrendered
1: to you, and he's using the word prapanna. In the end, Krishna said, Sharana, Sharana, uh, in this verse, uh, 1866. And what is the difference between these two uh, moods? There's no real difference. Hmm? It's the same. Prapana, prapati, sharanapati, sharanagati. Hmm? It's the same. Same thing. Hmm? So, that's why, also, a book, if you want to understand what the book is about, one of the ways to do that is you read the introduction and you read the conclusion, Hmm? right? I mean, you have to read in between two, but if you want to get a general idea what the book is about, you read the introduction, the book says we're going to talk about this, this, and this, and this, and this, and then you wonder what they say about it, (laughs) so then you go to the conclusion, so the, the conclusion and the, and the introduction, they will have some correspondence. Hmm? There are also things that are repeated throughout the book hmm? and so forth. There's four, five, six things that are stated in, in our shastras as to how to understand the book. But these are the two that I'm speaking about, the introduction and the conclusion. So we find in the Gita, the, repeatedly, because there's a number of beginnings to the Bhagavad Gita, Hmm? There's the beginning in the first chapter. There's the beginning of the second chapter where Krishna begins speaking. Hmm? Uh, Arjuna's response to his speaking of, of surrender hmm? this is kind of another beginning. Like when Krishna speaks, he says, What? Uh, he says, You're worrying and you shouldn't worry. Hmm? And in the end, he says, sarva Don't worry, don't worry. Hmm? So in the beginning, he tells our Ar- 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 Arjuna says, speaking about surrender, "I want to surrender." In the end, Krishna says, "You should surrender," something like that. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's a repetition of the of the of the theme. Hmm? Gita speaks to us about. Sharanagati, build a stage on which the drama of bhakti will be performed. Hmm? So that stage is, is, is Sharanagati. Sharanagati, and the center of that is Krishna is my maintainer. Gokritvevaranam hmm? tata. So there's no difference there. He says now, I mean, there's a difference, one sense, because Arjuna says, now you know I don't know what to do. I surrender to you. You're my guru. Tell me what to do, right? But then he goes on arguing with Krishna <laughs> and asking questions, and and uh, and he's still not fighting, hmm? right? Why didn't he? Why didn't he just start fighting? So like I surrender to you. You're my guru. Um, tell me what to do. I already told you what to do. Fight. Hmm? But he doesn't fight. So you have to repeat, Krishna has to repeat, <laughs> you were going to surrender? Why don't you do that? Now I've explained it all to you, surrender. Take shelter of me. Hmm? It means this is the doorway to bhakti, what is being discussed there. Shraddha, sharanagati. This is the same. Sharanagati is the practical expression of shraddha, and shraddha, faith in the efficacy of bhakti, hmm? is the, as we as we began, is. The qualification for taking up bhakti. Hmm? So faith is an outer expression by which it can be identified or measured, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the form of Sharanagati.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Sharanagati here means Krishna's two bhagavans. I am therefore sarvadharma and pratyaja. Don't worship any other god. Hmm? Only me. Okay. What's the time? Ten minutes. All right, very nice to sit with you all tomorrow. We'll continue our discussion from Brahmavi Mohan Leela. Gaur Brinda ki jai. Guru Vaisnava Guru Parampara ki jai. Gaur Premanande.